Peace, peace, peace. <laughs> Ladies and gents, welcome aboard to another episode, another ride that we got here on this show. I mean, man, things is happening in sports. You got the NBA playoffs, okay, going down. Listen, man, woo! This is around the time where we find out who's really made of that it cloth, okay, and who's really a facade, who's really a stat patter, as my cousin will say, right? Guys out here stat padding. We find out who the real ones are. We find out who the champions are. And guess what? We found out a whole lot, okay? Yesterday, the day before, and the day before that. And I can't wait to talk about that right now, the NBA. We are in the meat of the NBA as far as the playoffs is concerned. So we got a lot of NBA content around this time. We're going to continue to debate these hot topics. Also, the NFL schedule came out last week, okay? And obviously, we never got to do a show after the schedule was released. We got a topic, a very big topic, debatable topic that we have on those regards on this show as well. We'll probably get more to the schedule on another show. As I stated before, the playoffs in the NBA is the most important thing to cover right now. We also got some other stuff. Listen, there was a lot of stuff that happened this weekend that did not or should I say, we're not able to make this show, okay? A lot, right? But the ones that did, it did for a reason. Because we're going to debate these topics and have a good time and have fun. Listen, I always tell people, you know, having a sports podcast is probably one of my favorite things to do. Because, you know, we all have our own opinions. And we all have different, unique deliveries when it comes to sports and how we give our takes and how we look at the game, okay? And I love doing that. Even if I, I come at my co-Jose or Zach and we debate, it's because the passion, okay? It's not because it's anything else other than the passion. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you like and subscribe to the channel to get them notifications that we have coming your way. We have a lot of content coming your way. We are not taking a day off as far as, you know, content. We're going to be pushing out at least one or two episodes per week moving forward so make sure you lock in and subscribe and share this video with a friend and you know what let us begin so let it be written so let it be done little shadamas on the mic And not only should this theme song be the theme song of the show, right? Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Because when you get on this mic, right, and you choose to be brave enough to talk sports and debate it in front of a live audience, you got nowhere to run. You got nowhere to hide. You best to be prepared. You best to be ready. You best to bring your A game. But also, that stands firm 
in these NBA playoffs. You are going to have to bring your A game. And unfortunately, we're going to talk about the people that didn't. But before we get there, I'm going to pass over the mic to my co-host who's on the mic today. Good vibes by Zay. Now, as always, Zay, what's the vibes looking like? You know, it's a great time. It's a great vibe. Everyone, uh, you know, I'm always in paradise. I can never complain. Uh, you know, just stay. It is health, health, mental health awareness month. You know, just make sure that you you are all set. You know, that you're balanced. You know, nothing overwhelming. No, no too high, nothing too low. Just stay even keel. Um, it was a, an explosive weekend of sports. You know, like as you stated, the East, the conference finals are here. I can't wait to break those down as the, um, see, the episodes go more and more. And we're right there and right to the finals. We're about to see who who out of the four teams will be in the NBA finals. I'm excited. You know, NFL is right around the corner. Baseball's in full swing, no pun intended. And, you know, it's it's in hockey, hockey playoffs. If you're watching hockey and boxing has been explosive as well. So many sports, so many different topics that we're going to touch on as the weeks go on. But I'm excited here to talk sports with Lil. And I'm, I'm locked in for this episode. It's going to be explosive. And, you know, just to reiterate, please like and subscribe to the channel. We're putting out content at an explosive pace, um, and don't miss out. Absolutely. And we might as well begin with the first topic that we have on today's show. Okay, is the James Harden era over? Okay, is it over? Okay, over for the 76ers, right, to be exact. Now, I do want to start us off here because, you know what, Zay? The debates we have on and off the air you know, it's real debates. Like, it's not stage. It's not, you know, oh, let's debate that side. You take that side. I take that side. We're going to debate here. You're going to say this, and I'm going to say that. No, we don't do that, okay? What we think and what we say is how we feel. And a couple Sundays ago, I think it was around game four, when James Harden, you know, had a relatively good game, right? 30 points. Obviously, that game one was the best game of his career. And say, I'm not going to lie, I did took an offense to the comment that you made about, oh, there's this narrative about James Harden in the playoffs, as if it was made up by the media, right? And I understand, in a sense, that you wanted me to give him credit for that game four, but I felt the need not to. Why? Because you still got game five, six, and seven. And I always knew James Harden to not show up in the game sixes and sevens. That's why I said in the chat, I'm not going to give nobody no congratulations. You showed up, you're supposed to. That's what you get paid to do, okay? Mm-hmm. And let me come back. Game six, I literally said it. Game six and seven, come back to me, okay? And we know what happened in game six and seven. Mm-hmm. Where are you now? In Cancun. Anyway, let's break it back, right? Because in order to talk about the future, we got to talk about the past, right? So Harden, he led the NBA in assists, 10.7 assists per game. Joel Embiid averaged a league high points per game, 33.4 points per game. And that's primarily due to the pick and roll partnership between James Harden and Joel Embiid, which has been hard to stop. Credit to Boston for neutralizing it, in a sense, by crowding the middle, forcing James Harden to dish out to a corner three and just getting the ball out of his hands and not allowing him to find Embiid, okay? So I give them credit. We have to give them credit for how well they played against or how they adjusted to what the 76ers were doing. Now, we all know that Joel Embiid's game, although he can shoot from the mid-range and and do a lot of the things that generally big guys can't do, um, James Harden, we know he can shoot threes, but their games is primarily predicated on drawing contact and getting to the foul line. 
We all know in the playoffs, officiating is different, okay? You don't get those same calls that you get in the regular season, all right? So when you talk about that game six, you know, in a reflection sense, they didn't get a lot of calls in that game six. Game seven, you can make the case that they did get calls in game seven in the first half, right, going against Boston's way. But Boston is not regulated to just drawing contact and get to the line. They shoot a lot of threes. You can call them a three-point shooting team. So they was able to adjust and adapt to how the game was being officiated. The 76ers, they can't do the same thing, right? So that's one thing. However, I'm not saying all that to cut James Harden some slack. I'm about to get there because um, <laughs> I've been there. He's been there, and now I'm about to get there because, you know what? Ben Simmons, right? We saw what happened to him last year. Um, He got flat out through under the, under the rock. Right, Doc Rivers, I'm not sure if I can win with him as my point guard, right? Jarrell and B, throwing shots at him. Ironic, he throwing shots at his own team. But let's talk about this stat right here from James Harden. You know I like to dive into stats. Okay, so the last three quarters, the last four quarters of the final three games in the conference semifinals, Harden scored zero points in 32 minutes. The last three, four quarters, zero points in 32 minutes. You're talking about the 25th. Most points in NBA history, James Harden has. And he scored zero points in the last final three, four quarters. Make it make sense to me. Okay? Now, we want to throw shots at Ben Simmons. And I'm not trying to make Ben Simmons look like the hero here. He got his own issues that he needs to get together. But the reality is, we know what we're going to get from James Harden. Okay? He is the Kirk Cousins of the NBA, flat out. The bigger the moment, you can pile on these stats. Kirk Cousins is a stat machine in the NFL in the regular season. But when the lights get bright and the sun goes down and it's prime time and you got to show up, he's nowhere to be found. That's the same thing with James Harden, okay? And my last point, because I do want to answer the question here, is the error over for the 76ers. Listen, I'm not sure. It could be because who knows how aggressive the Houston Rockets are going to be. Who knows if that report is even real? Who knows if it's not just clickbait? Not clickbait, but a bait to get the 76ers to pay him a long-term four-year contract. And let's see if they bite the bullet. But what I do know, and what I can leave you with, Zay, as I pass the mic to you, is that this was a best shot. Joel Embiid and James Harden to win a championship together. Lil Shadamas on the mic. Yeah, James Harden had a horrible game. There's no... Sugarcoating that game six to seven, he was definitely um a shell of himself, and as we've seen um throughout the last two seasons, you could say three seasons. I forgot how long he's with Brooklyn. I think three, uh, two seasons with Brooklyn. This year, seventy sixers. You saw um he's a shell of himself. He's not who he was when he was in Houston. It's I don't know if it's a comfortability level. I don't know if it's because he has higher expectations to do better to be a uh, the the star that we all saw him be in Houston, but he doesn't show up. You know, it, it, it's not the guy, you know, and I said this many times to win in New York. It is difficult to win in New York. There's there's a reason why there's not many superstars that come from New York City, because it's very difficult to win here. The pressure to win is at an all time high. Now, in Boston and Philly, I can say it's just as hot because they're known for winning. They want to win. Stars come from that from those areas. The tri-state area is difficult to win it. Well, Boston not tri-state, but the, the the area around here, the east, it's tough to win here. Boston, the lineage, is is winning. Philly lineage is winning. The net, the Knicks are not really lineage of winning, but it's it's tough to win in New York. Everyone wants to be a star in New York. 
That's what that's the slogan. The stars are born in New York, and it's tough to win here. To be honest, so when James Harden went to Philly, you know, and they had expectations to make an NBA Finals, they had expectations to to go far. You know, the pressure you could tell, you could say, it, it kind of took away from what he knows best, and that's scoring the basketball, and that's taking guys one on one, doing the setbacks and all these different variations of the game. You know, and um, unfortunately, you also hinder a future star in Tyrese Maxey when stuff like this is happening. When all these expectations is upon James Harden to to dribble, playmate, do all these different things. So I think, you know, the era for James Harden, I think, sh- uh, should be over. Not not will be, is, it should be over. Because you have Tyrese Maxey, who is the next star that you don't want to hinder. You don't want to dim his light. You want him to take over. His confidence right now is at an all-time high. He feels like he could go out against anybody offensively, and you have to allow him to do so. You have to allow him to grow as a player in Philadelphia. It started when Ben Simmons left. I'm glad you brought up the Ben Simmons um, uh, take, not take, but moment, situation, because if Ben Simmons doesn't leave in a fashion that he leaves, Tyrese Maxey wouldn't be who he is today. So it took Ben Simmons' situation that happened in Philly Joel Embiid feeling disrespected for Tyrese Maxey to be who he is currently. And you want him to continue to grow. And that may mean making, not making, but allowing James Harden to venture off to Houston or wherever other team has interest in him. Because you want to grow Tyrese Maxey, who's still on a rookie deal, who's only going to be better as the years goes on, and allows Joel Embiid to enhance his game more. Because he can't keep shooting those pull-up threes those mid-range jumpers. He needs to be more of an aggressive scorer. He needs to be in the paint, low block. We understand he has the tools to shoot from outside, to shoot the mid-range game. But he is too physical of a player to not be a dominance in the paint. And we saw that against Boston. He did not dominate in the paint at all. He's trying to shoot threes over Al Hawford. He's trying to shoot mid-ranges over Robert Williams and Al Hawford. That's not the game that they needed from him in a game seven. You have to impose your will. You have to go strong to the basket every single play, and that's the player that they needed to see. And unfortunately, they did not get that. They did not get the MVP, Joel Embiid, last night. They got rookie Joel Embiid last night and yesterday, yesterday afternoon. So I believe if the 76ers want to have a shot of winning an NBA Finals, have a shot of being a continue being a powerhouse team in the Eastern Conference, they need to allow James Harden to go because if you pay him again, you're going to get repeat um, performances of him showing why he cannot be the player for the 76ers. A couple things there, right? Because in a way, I agree that I wouldn't bring Harden back because of the price tag and how he may want a four-year max deal, and he's like 34, and he's declining. So I do agree. The only thing I disagree with is that you know, I guess the vibe that I got from you is that they have a better shot to win a championship if he leaves. And I think that's where I disagree because the way how I ended my lap was I thought this year was the best chance they had to win and be a championship on the 76ers, right? Also, I said the same thing about Jimmy Butler. So maybe that may shift, but Jimmy Butler was a closer. We knew that, and they had a good chance. They almost beat the Raptors, a game seven shot, you know, tipping, winning, by Kawhi Leonard, they lose. Kawhi Leonard went on the championship. But 
at least with this team in the Eastern Conference in general, the Bucks lost. I mean, it was wide open. It really felt up for grabs. And they generally, they generally cannot beat Boston. Like generally, Boston have their number and they had an opportunity, game six, on their home turf to send them home. Like that's as good as you're going to get it. You have them three, two, you at home to close them out, to put them out. Mm-hmm. You didn't do it. So I don't think even if they let Harden go, that that's going to increase their championship odds. Like I understand that they were around the same when Ben Simmons, um, you know, didn't show up and he was still part of the team and Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid was doing it. I believe they were like number two or number three in the Eastern Conference around that time. So generally they can be around the same, but I don't think it'll make them better if he goes. And that's because this opportunity was just um, lost. And then who knows who they're going to go after that coach. If they bring back Doc Rivers, who knows that? I don't know. But I think for me, when you talk about the flip side and um, James Harden and the Rockets, I do want to give the Rockets credit here because I think they're winning the offseason right now, like the early, early offseason by, you know, hiring Ime Udoka. Like, think about it. They did it at the end of the regular season. Mm-hmm. Let's think about it like this. Ime, he took the job. He needed to take the job in a way because of all the situations that was happening in Boston. Mm-hmm. People thought he was going to get picked up earlier. He didn't. So he took that job. Now, imagine if they didn't hire Ime when they did. You talk about all the championship teams or championship paper teams that lost in this round with superstars that could have jumped on that. You know what I'm saying? And you think Ime is going to take the Rockets job over Phoenix, over Milwaukee? He's not. You're going to say no to Giannis? You're going to say no to Kevin Durant and Devin Booker? And say yes to Jalen Green and I'm um, Kevin Porter. No, but they jumped on that. So I think it's going to be a big, you know, draft offseason for them to try to just add talent to that roster and try to go for it. They have a lot of draft picks they can build on that team. So I think they really did a good job of just pouncing early on email Doka and taking him out of the equation. So now they got their coach. Now let's see if that Harden report is true. I don't think it makes sense, but then again. Harden, he could get the money he wants. You don't got to worry about taxes. Mm-hmm. And you can do what you do. Best. Mm-hmm. Stat pad. That's it. You know, um, the reason why I said the, the, the 76 will have a better chance, because you're not relying upon a star player in James Harden and Joel Embiid to, to grow into this NBA Finals team because they're going to be able to have cap space for more role players, for players to build around Joel Embiid instead of, trying to have this James Harden isolation heavy play game. I think Tyrese Maxey is just as effective as James Harden was on the floor this year. And you can make the argument that even in the playoffs, Tyrese Maxey showed up more than James Harden. And you could make that argument. You know, I think yeah, Tyrese Maxey is a, a question. special basketball player. My fault. I don't mean to cut yeah. you off because I definitely do have a question now that you bring that up because I can concur. I thought Tyrese Maxey had a better overall playoffs than James Harden, excluding the game one you know, Boston game where it was like a retro game. But I do agree with that. He's faster. He he pushes the pace, the fast break and everything. But my thing that I'm like a little bit iffy about is that James Harden is known for making centers take that next leap. We saw it with Clint Capella on Houston. We saw Mm -hmm. Embiid leading scoring. And Embiid is Embiid regardless to Mm -hmm. if James Harden is there or not. But you can't lie that Harden definitely took Embiid to another level with the pick and roll action that they ran together. Won't you say the same thing? 
I'll say that you have to pay more attention to James Harden off the pick and roll because that you know he can score the basketball extremely well. My thing is, I believe it still would have been effective if Tyrese Maxey and James um, Joel Embiid was doing the pick and roll because that means Tyrese Maxey would be scoring a lot of points. I think you could argue that Tyrese Maxey could have possibly been a 25 points per game scorer off the pick and roll if he was running the pick and roll action. It's just that James Harden is a star player. Um, It looks better and the team, more defenses are prepared for James Harden to go off than Tyrese Maxey. And I think that's when you saw a lot of the pick and roll actions that allowed Joel Embiid to get open in the paint because they're more worried about the three ball than the two ball, which gives Joel Embiid that op- that option to just go off in the paint for 20, 20 point first quarters or just go off for 20 point quarters in general because they're so worried about James Harden. But I think the 76 you have to make that decision now. What do you want to do? Do you want to grow Tyrese Maxey as your starting guard for the future? Or do you want to try to bring Joel, I mean, James Harden back and hoping that some role players are going to come around and join the 76ers team because it's going to be very difficult to bring guys around James Harden and Joel Embiid with no cap space, especially when you still got Tobias Harris on that contract, I believe. And his contract doesn't end, I think, for another year or two. So it's very difficult to add players to this roster as currently constructed if you bring back James Harden because you're not going to have cap space to bring in anyone else. Yeah, and I think this is my last point is, like I said, I think they should allow him to go primarily due to the financial commitment more so than I think they'd be better with or without him. I think the financial commitment is talking for me on my side. So that's why I would let him go. I guess on your end it's half financial commitment and half push Tyrese Maxey to the forefront, let him cook. So, you know, we on the same playing field there. I just think they best chance to even try to win a championship, even though I knew they wasn't going to do it was this year. You know, real quick, I, I want to say that I do agree that it was their best shot and they had the opportunity to, you know, I think that game six was really was was where it was. Tatum was having an off game. That was the time to put the dagger. You know, that was the time to really shut the coffin. Unfortunately, they fell short. And then game seven, you saw what happened in that second half. Just brutal. But, you know, the better team won, the harder four team won. And hopefully they recoup with this offseason, see what happens. Absolutely. And we're going to find out a lot about what James Harden is going to do in the future. It's a big um, draft lottery. Who knows where the Rockets is going to land, if they have an opportunity for Victor Ramignana. And who knows if that's a sell. Who knows? It's going to be a lot of things that's going to open up. And we're going to figure out what our answers are later on. Please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content. We've been slinging shows left and right, slinging content left and right. Please don't miss anything. If you do, like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a question, something you may want to answer, something you may have. All ideas are great ideas. Nothing's a dumb question. 